You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey, you're listening to episode 56 of the Blended Family Podcast. I have been getting a lot of positive feedback from the episode with Sean. A lot of you wrote in to say you really enjoyed listening to that one, and we were so happy to hear it. Thank you to everyone who wrote in for that, and really to all of you who write to me with any kind of feedback. It helps me to deliver you the content you want to hear. So if you haven't yet written to me and you'd like to, the email is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Feedback, topic ideas, questions, or even just a hello are all welcomed, and I look forward to them all. Let's see what else. Follow me on Periscope. Periscope is an app that allows me to stream live video directly to you. I haven't done any yet, but I think after the holidays, I might start doing those maybe with Sean. Follow me now so you don't miss them when we start. You will get an automatic notification, which then allows you to tune in live or you have up to 24 hours to watch. Search for me on the app using the same name as my Twitter, which is One Blended Family. And that's all one word and the number one, not the word one. And I will add that in the show notes for you too if you forget. Okay, so today's topic, don't put your children in the middle Classic parent mistake, but we all do it, even if it's unintentional. I remember back when I got divorced, we had to take a mandatory divorce class. It could be done online or in person, and I chose to do it online. The whole thing seemed silly to me and really taught some things that just seemed like a given, but I remember one of the main points they drilled into you over and over again was the importance of not putting kids in the middle. And as obvious as it seems, so many parents do it anyway. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes not. So today I wanna talk about this, why it happens, some common mistakes, what it does to the children and how to avoid it. So let's start with the why. Why do we put our kids in the middle when we know it's not right? Well, there are things we do that we know causes this, and there are other things that we don't realize are causing them to be in the middle. So let me give you some examples of those first. So we have intentional. Even if your intention is not to put them in the middle, there are times when you do things that you know are wrong, but you just can't help yourself. So this would be like using them in any way to get back at your ex, messing with schedules because you're angry with your ex, You want to mess up your ex's day, but what you're doing is you're hurting your child. What else would be intentional? How about trying to win your child's affections by becoming the hero parent? Maybe you try to shower the child with gifts or take them to extraordinary places. When your motive is only that you want to be the winner, the better parent, that's a no-no. How about talking negatively of the other parent to the child? Nothing makes a child feel worse than that. So you probably get my point here. Do not do things you know are wrong just to hurt the other parent because you're really hurting your child. The other parent really probably doesn't care. Now, unintentional, which is 
a little bit more typical would be things that you're doing that you don't realize are making your child feel put in the middle. So this, for example, would be asking your child to give you details of what happens at their other home. Another common one is having the child as the go-between of messages back and forth. Don't ask your child to relay a message for you to the other parent or from you to the other parent. That may seem harmless, but it puts unnecessary pressure on the child Plus, it leaves room for miscommunication. And those are just a few examples. We're going to get into more. I just wanted you to see the difference to know that it is so easy to put kids in an unfair position. And so many parents have no idea that they're even doing it. Don't be one of those parents that thinks, not me, I would never do that. Because sometimes it happens by mistake. And if we can be honest, I think we have all done it periodically. I know looking back that I wasn't perfect and I definitely did it accidentally and it's okay. It happens. So your main takeaway with this is not to do it intentionally. We all make mistakes, but you don't want to be the parent that is doing this on purpose. No one will win and you'll cause pain to your child and you may cause your ex pain too. And maybe you don't care about that, but you need to think of your child. And really, What have you to gain by causing your ex pain anyway? Don't do it. It won't make you feel good in the long run. Be the better person. So what are some common mistakes you might be making that are causing your child or children to feel put in the middle? Some of these we already discussed. First mistake, talking about your ex in front of your kids or an earshot. Anything you say about your ex is going to hurt your child's feelings. It is their parent you're talking about, and it makes them feel as if they have to choose sides, even if you don't ask them to. This is probably the most common mistake, and I know things slip out sometimes, but really you need to try to keep those conversations for a time when your kids are not present. Next, asking the kids to deliver messages or make plans Any messages between parents should be done between the parents. Do not ask your child to check with the other parent on something or to change pickup times or schedule anything. The message can get misconstrued or miscommunicated. It puts pressure on the child. If you're not on speaking terms with your ex, instead of asking your child to be the messenger, just simply text or email. Next, Do not argue with your ex in front of the kids. Again, it hurts them. These are adult issues that they should not have to try and understand. Plus, it isn't teaching them anything positive about relationships. Another common mistake, asking your children to dish all the details of their visits with the other parent. I understand you're curious. You want to know what kind of living arrangement there is over there or what the new girlfriend or boyfriend looks like. Are they being fed properly? Is the home clean? I get it. Of course, your real concern here is your child's well-being, but that can quickly get out of control. And before you know it, you're asking your child all kinds of questions that are none of your business. And the worst part is your child is going to get really stressed by this. They have loyalty to both parents. And they aren't going to know what's okay to say or what's not okay to say. And of course, if you feel like your child is in any kind of danger or in an unfit living situation, well, then that's a different story. Otherwise, don't ask. Many times, 
they're just going to tell you what they think you want to hear anyway. Now, on the flip side, some children feel this need to come home and pour their heart out to you on their own without you asking and tell you all kinds of things, things you may not want to know. And we want our children to be able to talk to us freely, but if it's getting to be too much, you can say, look, honey, you can tell me anything, but what goes on at your other house, you don't have to feel like you need to share all that with me. As long as you're happy and not hurt, you don't have to tell me everything. And I say this because there really are times that you might hear something that you wish you hadn't. And as you know, you have no control over what goes on over there. So sometimes better you not know everything. Next mistake, making children feel guilty for loving their other parent or making them feel guilty when they are visiting the other parent. Don't ever ask your child to choose which parent they prefer. Don't make them feel bad for loving both of their parents. You may not love your ex for your own personal reasons, but you can't expect your child to stop loving them. You can tell your child that you miss them while they were gone, but say it with a smile and do not say things like, I was really lonely without you or anything that's going to make them feel guilty for leaving. And the last common mistake parents make is talking about money issues in front of the kids. Anytime you bring up child support or a parent's lack of participation financially or what the other parent is spending their money on, you're going to cause your child stress. Children have a hard time understanding money to begin with. This is not something that they should be a part of. It will make them uncomfortable. An issue many of you have is the parent that maybe doesn't pay for the important stuff like medical bills or other needs, but then lavishes the kids with gifts or vacations. And this is what I was talking about earlier. The parent who wants to be the hero. It's so much more fun giving the children what they want over what they need. And some parents think it will make the child love them more, which is obviously untrue. But you can't expect a child to understand this. Of course, they're going to want gifts. They're going to accept gifts. And then they'll feel guilty about receiving them when you speak negatively of it. I do understand why this is frustrating for so many of you, but just don't speak of it in front of the kids. So those are the most common mistakes, but there are lots more. When you make these mistakes, how does it make your kids feel? They can experience all kinds of emotions. They're already trying to deal with the divorce, which is hard enough. And we don't want to add to that. Putting a child in the middle can make them feel angry, guilty, sad, anxious, and helpless. So what can we do to avoid this? Well, the first step is recognizing whether or not you do this. Be honest with yourself. It's hard to admit we have done wrong. But also don't beat yourself up over it. Whether it was intentional or not, it doesn't matter. At this point, as long as you recognize if this is a problem, that is the first step. And it's never too late to fix it. If you have been doing this, the next thing you can do is just apologize to your children. Let them know that you realize what you have been doing was wrong and you're sorry if it has made them uncomfortable in any way. Tell them you're going to make a big effort to stop and that you're going to work on it and then work on it. 
Don't just say it, actually do it. Be conscious of what you're saying. If you slip, recognize that you slipped and stop. It can be hard to break old habits, but you can do it. You can even go one step further and have a conversation with your ex about this. You can apologize if, in fact, you have been doing this, or maybe you both have. Then you can open up a conversation about what has led you both to this point and why it should stop and how you can both make a choice right now to stop doing this to one another. I found a really great pledge on a website called achievesolutions.net. It's, it's really long, but I want to read it to you because it reiterates everything I just said and more. It's a pledge to help parents from putting their kids in the middle of their divorce. And it starts with, I am a responsible parent. I love my child or children. Though I'm getting a divorce, it is my responsibility to place my child's needs first. I know children do best when they have two parents available to them. I promise that I will avoid the following mistakes so I will not damage my child. And then here we go on to a long list that I'm going to read you this part of this pledge, okay? Starts with, I will not use my child to carry messages about money back and forth between parents. Money is an issue for adults to handle, not children. I will not be late picking up or returning my child without notifying the other parent in advance. I will not play around with the schedule that has been worked out for sharing our child. If I pick up my child late, I will not extend the time when I bring him back. If my child is returned late, I will not subtract this time from the next visit. I will not involve my child in attractive activities just before the other parent is to pick her up so she will not want to leave me. I will not block the other parent from school-related activities. A child's education involves both parents. I will not program outside activities for my child, which cut into the other parent's time. Recreational activities are important, but time with parents should take priority. I will not make an issue in front of my child about unpaid bills. Like money, bills are for adults to handle either between themselves or with the help of their lawyers. I will not inform my child if the other parent serves me with papers or takes action to require my appearance in court. Confronting children with issues they are helpless to deal with serves no constructive purpose. I will not change my child's name. If my child's name or his actions upset me because they remind me of the other parent, then I will seek professional counseling. I will not use my child's clothes, school books, or play equipment as a way of giving the other parent a hard time. I will make every effort to communicate with the other parent concerning what my child will need to bring along on a visit. I will not leave all the driving up to the other parent. I realize that by sharing the driving, I am giving my child my permission through my actions to be with the other parent. I will not keep the other parent away from my child when she is ill. I will ask myself, is my child really too ill to go out with her other parent? If the answer is yes, then I will see if her other parent can visit with her in the house or speak with her on the phone. I will not expect the other parent to raise and handle my child exactly the way I prefer. I will recognize that as parents, we have big differences and that each parent has the right to parent my child in his or her own style. Daddy has his rules and mommy has her rules. Or mommy and mommy or daddy and daddy. Just want to throw that in. I will not intrude on the other parent's family life. One phone call a day is acceptable and advisable to my child. 
Several phone calls a day to my child can be disruptive to the other parent's family life. I will not hold information back from the other parent on the welfare of my child. School grades, conduct reports, health, accidents, moods, etc. need to be passed on to the other parent so my child has a sense of continuity as she goes from one parent to the other. I don't actually know why it keeps saying she and not he. But you get, you get the point here. I will not speak badly about the other parent to my child. This does not mean that I will deceive my child, but that I will make every effort to help my child arrive at his own, there is a he, at his own conclusions. I will use balanced statements when my child complains about the other parent. For example, I'm not sure why your father did that. Why don't you tell your mother how she made you feel? I don't blame you for feeling upset. You need to work that out with your dad. I think your mom is going through a difficult time. I will not agree to a plan of sharing my child where one parent is reduced to the status of a visitor. I know that for a person to be an effective parent, a block of time is needed for the child and the parent to be together. Parents need blocks of time to nurture and fuss with their children, not an hour here or there for a quick movie or ice cream. An involved parent needs time to bathe the child, to feed the child, to help with homework, to take him to the doctors, read her stories, and do all the wonderful things that children love from their parents. I will not miss the opportunity to see my child just because I think my seeing her will be a favor for the other parent whom I still resent. I will take my child even when it means helping out the other parent because what is important is spending time with my child. I will not keep my child from making phone calls to the other parent when he is with me. One phone call a day to mom or dad is acceptable. I will not degrade activities or values to my child that the other parent holds dear. A statement such as the following is helpful. I don't agree with your dad or mom, but when you're with your father or mother, you follow his or her rules. I will not keep phone messages from reaching my child. I will let my child know when the other parent called and pass on any message. I will avoid playing the game of one-upmanship. I will not try to outdo the other parent in order to put that parent in an unfavorable light with my child. I will make every effort to collaborate with the other parent about my child's birthdays and holidays. I will not communicate to my child that she is not to like or love the other parent's new friend or new spouse. I will not instruct my child to refrain from calling her step-parent, mom, or dad. I will do this because I recognize that my child is making a good adjustment to the divorce when she can feel close and connected to her step-parent. That's a good one right there. I will not give, my, give gifts to my child with strings attached. A gift is for my child to take to either parent's home. We're almost done here. I will not quickly and eagerly accept the negative stuff my child tells me about the other parent. I will not behave like this because I know that children in a divorce situation tend to play one parent against the other. Children often know that parents do not like each other. Therefore, they try to endear themselves to each parent by carrying a certain amount of gossip back and forth between parents. Children normally have gripes about each parent, so I will be cautious in responding to what my child tells me about the other parent. I will not pump my child for private information about the other parent. That's probably the best one there that was last. So when parents take this pledge, they become aware of the kinds of behaviors that can hurt and eventually damage children, and they do their best to avoid these common mistakes. So what did you think of that pledge? I know it was long, but if you like that, 
I will place the link in the show notes for you. So you can head over there, click on the link, copy that list, or you can tweak the list, change whatever you need on there, or use it as a reference. It works especially well if both you and your ex have a copy and you both agree to try to follow it as best you can. So that's what I have for you today. I hope that it helped you recognize the mistakes that we all make in blended families by putting our children in the middle sometimes. No need for perfection here, just a recognition of the problem and a striving to do better for our kids. If you have any feedback on the show, please send it to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. You can always comment on the show notes on the website as well. Next week, we're going to talk about how to stop an argument with your kids. So you will definitely want to stay tuned for that. And I hope you guys have a great week. And I'm so thankful to you for listening and supporting me. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.